0: This is the best part because now we're in like the fun, really fun part of season two.
1: Yeah. yeah, I mean, really, a lot of the seasons of Mad Men it just like ramps up the last half and it, it's a wild yeah. ride. Isn't
0: that what we say almost every episode? Like now we're in a really good. <laughs> it just tells you how we good say the same show same shit is. every
1: yeah. time we're know. like, this episode's good, but then all the episodes are good. We
0: appreciate everyone that listens to us. Basically, make the same podcast every week yeah.
1: Yeah. well I don't know I'm like a person that likes to rewatch movies over and over and over so maybe it's soothing to others
0: yeah who knows all I know is every <laughs> single episode we watch again it's, we're like oh it's so good it's the same we're in yeah. the mix it's good <laughs> shit
1: Welcome to Mad Men and Tonic Recapping Mad Men, one workday cocktail at a time. I'm Christina.
0: And I'm Elias.
1: We are back.
0: Yes. We haven't
1: recorded in a while, even though we've been putting out episodes more recently.
0: Yeah, we tried that whole podcast backlog thing where you try and like build up a backlog. We then try edit. that every yeah.
1: three weeks, and it doesn't work.
0: Right. So, we're, yeah, we're almost <laughs> caught up again. <laughs> yep.
1: Here we are. But back we at are. it.
0: But... I mean, and here we are at Season 2, Episode 10, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: The Inheritance.
1: Yes. And for this episode, we've selected Cocktail.
0: Yeah, we actually had a couple of thoughts about this cocktail because originally we, in in The Inheritance theme, went with the last will and testament. That was what we were going to choose. But those ingredients proved harder to find than we wanted them to be. Um, So we ended up going back to what that drink is a variation of, which is the last word. The last word is a prohibition era cocktail. So this is some good stuff. Yes. And it is uh, you know, it, it was out of favor for a long time, but got a renewed popularity in like the early two thousands in Seattle, becoming like a cold hmm. hit again. Interesting. Um it's a pretty simple drink. It is four four ingredients, one part of each. One part gin, one part fresh squeezed lime juice One part green chartreuse and one part maraschino liqueur. Green chartreuse, and this is one of the reasons I love doing this pod, is that it like validates me making irrational alcohol purchases. (laughs) Green chartreuse is extremely expensive. Yeah, it was like Um, $60 for this bottle. And I've been looking to find a reason to buy some chartreuse because I wondered what it was like. And I, I don't really know why it was expensive until you read the back of the bottle. And it says, it's only made by Carthusian monks of a certain monastery near Grenoble, France. It's only made there. It's a secret method, and it's shared by three monks, and is protected by a vow of silence. That's
1: crazy. When yeah. was it? When was it made? The
0: original recipe is from, and it's said here on the bottle, 1605. Oh wow! So one thing, it's awesome. It's a very unique green color, and it does say on here it's the only liqueur to have a color named after it, mm-hmm. because it is such a unique color. And also, vow <laughs> of silence. That's good yeah. stuff. Yeah. I wish more people would take the House of Silence. I think the <laughs> world would be better off. <laughs> right. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, one-to-one-to-one. To one to one. It's like it's like nothing you've ever tasted before. It's that's not. That's for yeah. sure.
1: Not my it's taste, but...
0: extremely, like, alpine and herbal, so it goes well with the gin. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, you mix those four ingredients together, stir them, and then you're supposed to double strain them because of the lime pulp. So you don't want it to be a pulpy drink, but do what you can, and that's the thing. Unfortunately, unlike other drinks, there's really no replacement for chartreuse. No, I guess the way it smells. It yeah. With... The way it smells, you could replace it with some absinthe and it might work in terms of color and in terms of like general essence, but there's nothing like what this is. Yeah. Anyway, last word was originally developed, fun fact, at the Detroit Athletic Club.
1: Oh hey. Back
0: in the day when drinking was considered a sport, Back okay, in back in the day when... when I would have been a prime athlete. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: back in the day when Detroit was like
0: a. It was the Motor City, Motown, everything. Yeah. Like, and it, that kind of lines up with Mad Men. Like, this is when Detroit's in its prime, is in the '60s. Yeah, and everything starts to fall apart in the '70s. But anyway, yeah, you serve it up in a coupe glass. It's mm-hmm. got this like glowing, goosebumpsy green almost when you mix the whole yeah, drink together. Alien, yeah, an alien drink, and uh, that's it. Yeah, that's our drink for this episode. We've been doing a lot of gin stuff. Something tells me next episode's gonna be quite a big departure from our drink styles this uh, this season a so far. So
1: tropical. Yeah. So
0: uh, can't wait for that. But in the meantime, cheers.
1: All right. So we open with a meeting with Don, Peggy, Sal, Pete, and Kinsey, and Pete is just like listing off. A bunch of big wig companies. Yeah. GM, General Electric, TI, Martin Marietta, Aerojet.
0: Right. Just all these companies that are going to be where going.
1: This big convention. And it is in Beverly Hills. It's like a space. Is it like rocket? They
0: call it a rocket fair. Basically, it seems to be. And I tried to look up if there's any like basis for this. But mm-hmm. this is just like a meeting of congressmen and like the big companies in terms of like building the aerospace industry yeah
1: because they're there already Kinsey's like well if we're in beverly hills why can't we swing over to pasadena you know where ray bradbury is hanging out
0: right and that's where jpl jet propulsion labs is is it's it's in Mm -hmm. pasadena and like we've already established like kinsey's sci-fi like repertoire, he loves this stuff. So yeah. he's got Ray Bradbury. He did the Twilight Zone yep. impression. What was that episode two? I think of the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So obviously he knows why he's. It's it's a hot spot out there, uh, for that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, and that's why he, why he's excited. But Pete is just you know has well, the dollar signs in his eyes. <laughs>
0: yeah, Pete's different. Like I mean, on the one hand, they want to go out there because it's like a cultural hot spot, but also it's
1: California. It's, California. Baby. it's like yeah, it's New New the York. glamour world. Yeah.
0: yeah. And and we know that these guys are all movies and TV fans. That's right. where it all happens, like, out there. So yeah. they're pumped to go.
1: Yes. But, of course, Don is like, well, I would love to indulge your, you know, Twilight Zone space fantasies. Don't forget, this is a business trip. Right. Pete objects that he might have to play golf. And Don's like, well, you better lose if you do.
0: Don't come back tan, and if you have to play golf, you lose. Yes. Yeah. So let's say Don just says, don't come back, Tan, and then immediately says, okay, it's fine.
1: But, really what he yeah.
0: means is come back with the business, right? Right. Yeah,
1: You can be Tan, but as long as you get your work done, Right. Too. Tan with a
0: check, please. <laughs> yes.
1: And then, like, Kinsey starts telling, starts, like, talking about some strategy about how they're going to talk to people. And he's like,
0: well, it certainly would behoove us to find out. And Don immediately
1: cuts him off and is like,
0: Campbell, you do the talking. Kinsey, you do the listening.
1: Because this, you know, intellectual... Vibe is not going to fly in cool,
0: relaxed California. Right. Immediately you see Kinsey is not cool enough for California. No. He's not even cool enough for New York City. He's living in Jersey. Mm-hmm. So, and we'll get back to what Kinsey's not cool enough repeatedly in this episode. Oh, yeah.
1: yeah, it's a tough, it's a tough up for him. Yeah, so it's only Pete and Kinsey that are going to go as discussed in this meeting. Peggy and Sal are jealous. Don doesn't seem to care one way or another. You know, he's just overseeing the way that they're conducting things
0: yeah which is interesting but again there's always that like subtext of don doesn't really like anyone that he works with i've yeah. always felt that way. and i definitely don't think he wants to go with these two like, right oh no if there's two people in the world that would ruin california it's probably these two.
1: <laughs> for him especially yeah
0: then. yeah but also these guys are so excited that they didn't read any of the work
1: no yeah so peggy like wrote a nice memo like Priming them all for it and they have no idea what they're getting into. Yeah, they didn't do
0: any of it. And yeah. So Don's just like, Are you fucking kidding me? Like, you're going there just to go to California. Yeah. You don't understand. Pete's like, Congressmen, yes, they hold the purse strings. Like, what did you just read? The first sentence of a con law book, basically. Yeah, yeah right. Congress holds the purse strings. No, that's not it. They're trying to get the congressmen as their clients to sell. To these aerospace companies, right? Like yeah. that's what they want. Yeah. They're like we know the congressmen want these m- huge money makers in their district, and we need to sell to both sides yep. that we can make this happen. Yeah. You know? So,
1: Don's got some visions for this trip. That right. He hopes that they will be able to
0: enact. Right, and he leaves angrily, and saying, "Maybe Peggy should just go. She's the only one that actually like does did her the, job. Did here. the work.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly." Um, And then that night, Pete and Trudy are at home. Trudy comes out in another one of her adorable nightgowns, which is like a mini baby doll kind of thing. It's like light green. I think it might have like white Swiss dots. I couldn't tell exactly. It has like a ruffle at the chest and like a little headband. Yeah. It's very precious, as always. Shades
0: of very early first season, Betty. It might be something to keep in mind as we watch this episode.
1: Mm, Parallels. Yes, Yes.
0: a lot of parallels. This is like a good parallel to New Amsterdam in uh, season one, where Mm -hmm. it's a very Pete and Betty-centric family episode. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And also it's paralleled because it's another drink Christina can't drink doesn't like
1: it i didn't like either of those the new
0: amsterdam oh man we tried the new and the old not not for you yeah Yeah. anyway say our experience with geneva hopefully we'll come back to that at some point that's right oh yeah yeah
1: (laughs) no thank you (laughs) but she's trying to convince pete to let her tag along to california
0: she's doing her best like puppy eye like thing. and let's just say i mean if you've watched community or watched you know if you've watched this show that much you know that Alison Brie is a champion puppy eye oh, yeah. person.
1: Yeah. Yes. And she's got big, you know, big pretty eyes. So. Yeah,
0: big saucer eyes <laughs> and, like, good frowny face. Yeah, yes. good stuff.
1: And, yeah, but Pete's like, you're just going to be – you would just go to the pool all day looking like a young Barbara Stanwyck. And she's like, oh, doesn't that, like, sound nice? Yeah. And, yeah, so she's, like, one of the preeminent Hollywood actresses of old Hollywood. Yes. Was active, like had a 60-year career.
0: She was ranked number 11 on AFI's list of the top 50 female starlets of all time. Mm -hmm. She was in, I think, probably her biggest role is Double Indemnity, right? Yes,
1: yeah. Yeah. The film noir about...
0: Which, even today... Is one of the greatest movies ever made.
1: It's yeah, it's really good. When are we, we that was early
0: it, like, in the quarantine, I think yeah, like early stage quarantine.
1: So. Yeah. We probably like it. the
0: first month when Christina was r- really considering killing me for the insurance money. <laughs> She's like, let's watch this and see how this turns yeah. out. So
1: within six months of our me- of our wedding,
0: got it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but quarantine wise, like right, and you're like, all right.
1: Well, we watch because we were watching options. we were watching some like noirs and like older horrors, and we watched Rear yeah. Window. Well, I think which this is, is the best quarantine movie. I
0: think it's right about well, I think Contagion. We've no, Contagion is, is the, the best quarantine movie. But I think this is right around when we like just figured out this was going to be longer than
1: uh, a while a
0: month, and then also like right around when we started doing this podcast. So like the references kept coming back, and we we're mm-hmm. like, yeah, let's, let's watch get some, into some old, old stuff. stuff. Yeah. yeah.
1: For sure. But Pete is not convinced. He thinks it's... I think he correctly thinks it would make him look less serious at work.
0: Right. I think that he'd get a lot of shit for that. Not right. that
1: they, he should, but I do think that that's correct.
0: I think so, too. But I also think that, like, as Trudy's, like, want to do, this is always just a ploy to a different A issue. different conversation. It, the only issue that we really have with, with Trudy and Pete right now, which is... A baby.
1: Yeah, but it comes first by her being like, "Well, you know, I'm just gonna go to see my parents in Rehoboth. That they've been wanting me to come, and so we didn't know what that where that was, but Rehoboth Beach is in Delaware, and we have just so happens. It just so happens we also have a Delaware correspondent. Boop
0: boop 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 boop
1: boop. boop. Our friend Nat, who grew up there, had mm-hmm. a
0: Delaware flag. In his room in our house that we shared during (laughs) law school, yeah, and uh, yeah, so we reached out to him to ask what the feel of Rehoboth is, and it's kind of it kind of seems to me like it's a uh, Atlantic City Mm -hmm. type destination, Coney Island, Atlantic City destination.
1: Well, let's yeah, let's read what he says about it. He says Rehoboth Beach is and has been Delaware's biggest tourist spot for decades. It's got a boardwalk and lengthy beaches, and an avenue bespotted with restaurants and a few shitty t-shirt shops. If you can imagine a, like, 60s beach vacation destination with taffy, boardwalk fries, a little amusement park called Funland, Rehoboth Beach is, like, equal parts of that and pl- plus very upscale neighborhoods for the Beltway elite. He says that Michael Scanlon has a house there and that when he, our friend Nat, was a trash collector, he picked up Tony Kornheiser's garbage from his house there
0: it almost seems like nats working for their tourists or yeah, work. the mob yeah <laughs> it's, it's like a soprano's like, kind of like the way yeah, he wrote yeah, yeah. that was like you could just see this on a pamphlet
1: but he says it gets millions of visitors every summer it just gets packed lots of hotels and beach houses there he thinks that in the last 25 to 30 years it's become more upscale so we're talking pre that period before then it was just a nice east coast beach town and yeah, it has like this really cool saltwater taffy place that's been around like since the sixties, called Dolly's with this like cool sign over the boardwalk. But yeah. unfortunately yeah. it is being moved so the sign is coming
0: down. Right. And it looks like those very East Coast style boardwalks which I don't know Yeah, Jersey just shore depend-
1: you know, yeah, just like depend-
0: that kinda- yeah, Atl- exactly. Atlantic City style, those big old boardwalks. Something that the West Coast doesn't really have other than they have the Santa Monica pier, but it's really not the same thing at all. It's interesting, though.
1: Not what I would have thought for Trudy's parents. But
0: they're forward-thinking, new money people. They're new so money, So yeah. maybe they're like, this is a good spot. It's only going to get like better. This is an investment. Yes. Yeah. As know? compared
1: to when we talked about, or we talked later in the episode, Betty's family talks about going to Cape
0: May. Right. The parallels here are crazy. Yes. Right. We'll get there.
1: <laughs> so that is Republic Beach. And thank you, Nat and his girlfriend, Sarah, who also vacationed there as a kid. And they met in Colorado. So it's just a...
0: What a world. We have all these friends that just can provide this color that we could never even think to do.
1: Indeed. But her parents, she's like, I'm going to go see my parents. I mean, they've been wanting to see me. They've been wanting to see us. They're concerned. Why are they concerned? We haven't had a kid yet. So that's really what this conversation is actually about. And now – and we know this from earlier this season that they've been trying and have been seeing fertility doctors and things like that.
0: Right. And this is – it's just such a good parallel between, like, Don and Betty and Pete and Trudy. Like, one side's, like, maybe they'd be okay. Like, Don and Betty, maybe they'd be okay if they didn't have kids so fast and, like, just dive right into the family situation versus these two that are struggling on the other hand. But maybe – I don't know. You know, there's some, like, parallels there of no one's happy either way. Mm-hmm. Maybe we dived into this too fast type stuff, you know? Yeah. That's well, that's how
1: Pete feels about it, at least.
0: I mean, yeah, Pete, again, just the looks on his face is like, he's a victimization champion. That's for yeah. sure.
1: <sighs> Truly. But, yeah, I mean, his... And it's, it's interesting to, like, watch this episode when they talk about adoption. Like, the feelings about it were very different. Yeah. Right. Well, in the that's.
0: 60s. Yeah, that's crazy. Number one, that, like, Trudy's so into this. Like, I
1: think she just really, you know, she really she's just desperate wants for to have a kid. kid. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and it, you, it makes you wonder about Trudy whether it's her parents', like, pressure she, or actually her desire. Well, she desire, probably just feels you know, kind her, of
1: untethered, you know, like all her girlfriends have gotten married or having babies, and, you know, she's a housewife in a small apartment. Like, there's not a lot to do.
0: Yeah, I also think it's, like, kind of a, like, this is the first thing I've ever, like, not succeeded at mm-hmm. you know and that's yeah, kind of that weighing on or two. her too yeah. that story she told about the poor immigrant woman with the yeah. stroller yeah it's the same kind of she's thing like, like she's like listen this. do i necessarily want a kid maybe but the fact that i'm not having one makes me know that i need one <laughs> yeah. like that kind of feeling and pete's like well this is better for us we're trying to like survive as new york city couple Mm -hmm. and like live above our means i think their means personally but i mean they have the money yeah we'll get to the money it's an interesting little bedtime scene madman does a ton of stuff in the bedroom like a ton of non-sexual stuff in the bedroom too like they build a lot of things in the bedroom
1: yeah well it's moments of quiet and one-on-one time between spouses and
0: actual authenticity yeah maybe
1: but yeah you know he it's about again the adoption stuff he is just like saying his feelings that it's like it's not natural and he's just kind of opposed to it
0: yeah well i think we'll get into more of this when pete talks with the rest of his family right? because things get crazy like yeah
1: yeah so then Don is at his hotel. He was, like, sleeping, and he gets a call from Betty.
0: Is he asleep or is he passed
1: out? (laughs) Did you fall asleep or did you pass out? We did make that joke last episode. too. doesn't matter. Yeah. It works in almost every Mad Men (laughs) episode. Um, And she informs him that her brother called to tell her that her father had had a stroke three days ago.
0: Right. And we briefly met her father and his second wife. In the first season. Or Did maybe in the early second season. Did we? Yeah, they came over and that was the cold leg conversation. Uh, he was over for breakfast or something.
1: Okay. Hmm. We'll
0: look into this. <laughs> well, definitely, yeah. No, we definitely met Gene once before. But now, like, here we have this call. Okay, he's struggling.
1: Yeah, and betty's pissed especially because it wasn't even his i don't know if it's like just his girlfriend his partner gloria that called it was the brother that called and it was
0: late what's important is that betty calls don and it's like okay we need to go to my dad's and we need to make this look legit yeah again you know like you gotta it's put like on the Sorry. family. Yep. gotta put on the family, uh, the family it's a classic
1: premise for a sitcom usually like you know we gotta pretend that we're a couple this weekend, so the family doesn't figure it out.
0: Right. I, friends did it probably 15 <laughs> times in yeah. their 10 year run. It's a
1: good lifetime movie, like, premise.
0: It is, but in this, it's not funny. In this no, show, it's not it funny. It's dark. It's, but this is a moment, like, Don jumps at. He's like, I'm coming over. Oh, now. he's
1: like, great. Not great. <laughs> he's like, I will definitely come get you.
0: Yeah. I mean, Don's reaction here is actually pretty perfect. Like, he mm-hmm. does a good job. He's actually concerned, which yeah. we always have a problem with Don, like, whether he actually cares about stuff Mm -hmm. and so yeah he's like really concerned well
1: i think he feels like it's a way too where there's like something concrete he can do to show betty that he cares this is you know something that you're having a hard time with and i can concretely do something to help yeah and she said she'd been dreaming about a suitcase mysterious good stuff we'll come back to that kind of idea later right
0: right could be a slight at dawn. I don't know. I'm packing up and (laughs) getting the hell out of (laughs) here.
1: Leaving this house forever.
0: But anyway, like they agree, like Don needs to go. He'll be there tomorrow.
1: Mm -hmm. All right. Then they arrive, Betty and Don, at her dad's house. His girlfriend, Gloria, greets them. She's wearing like a really big skirted blue and white floral dress.
0: Right. Let's talk about their house. What do you think of it? like we're still trying to gear up how rich betty's family is right
1: i mean it looks nice and it looks kind of old-fashioned and stuffy
0: they have a foyer that's what we see we see them come in it's like one of those rooms that the only purpose of the room is to have like a table and a flower yeah and they have there. like a
1: sitting room almost that they walk into after that it looks like so
0: right but also these aren't tv people so we will learn that quick in this episode like, yeah they gotta don't gotta have a they don't have a tv yeah
1: But it's not for lack of funds it's for lack of interest right i would venture
0: i i would agree but it's interesting yeah and they walk in and betty is dressed to the nines
1: yes she's wearing like a white or cream colored like it's like a long pleated skirt and a short sleeve top combo with a royal blue and gold scarf and gold metal buttons on the scarf and like a gold chain belt
0: yeah betty dresses up for dad it's formal this relationship we've already like she's always
1: trying to impress her parents still it seems
0: well she's the button of their eye too we know that at the least button of their
1: f- eye the, the yeah. apple of their eye
0: button of their eye a little button
1: is that a phrase i don't know <laughs> a button
0: i like it button my little button. when we have a kid well, i'm <laughs> gonna call my little button
1: <laughs> well that's different saying button calling someone button Button of my eye, it's like Coraline. That's crazy. I'm like, like I'm like saw. halfway.
0: I'm like halfway between a like endearing phrase and a not endearing. And a thing. mean button one. Button their yeah. eye. Yeah, it's like when I said they were shining diamonds. Yeah. Like we all knew what we what I meant. There but. was
1: like two things you said in the last episode, like phrases you made up, but I can't remember what they were. But they were funny. Uh,
0: sorry, my phrases are better.
1: Well, <laughs> all right. We'll see if people start saying it in pop culture.
0: <laughs> Please, if there's one thing we can get. Use my my phrases.
1: Yes. So, yeah, they walk in, and Don's like, Hi, good to see you. Um, also, we can leave and get a hotel room. <laughs> like, we can yeah. stay down the road at the William Penn. It's not yeah. a big deal.
0: Right. The William Penn is, like... First of all, William Penn is, like, the guy. That's why it's called Pennsylvania. He is <laughs> one of the, like, founding figures. He signed the Declaration of Independence. He's a huge deal. He was a Quaker. And, like, Pennsylvania... It's named after him. That whole area is, like... That's a big deal. Yeah. No, yeah. he is a big deal. He's a really big deal. And uh, the William Pennian looks like a place Christina would, like, die to stay
1: in. It looks so cute. Oh, my God. It's very yeah.
0: cottagey. Yeah.
1: yeah. it's So, it was, like, originally in 1714, it was, like, there was a public house on the site where people could, like, you know, when they were traveling, kind of stop and meet up with people Then it became a tavern in 1827, and then it was like reopened in 1920 as a resort. So it had this long history, and yeah, it's just been this like cute kind of bed bed and breakfast like type estate now.
0: Yeah, we just get a little more information on Betty, who's not a New Yorker, not not like a rich New Yorker family, which Uh, is super interesting. Family, you
1: know, which yeah, exactly.
0: This fits into like the fact that Betty went to Bryn Mawr all that type of stuff like Betty is actually from Pennsylvania. But it's interesting that like she's probably not considered like Pete Rich. She's like Philadelphia Rich, which is different. Yeah. Her um, family
1: didn't help, you know, develop Manhattan. Yeah.
0: And far be it from people from Denver and Minnesota to actually like give
1: a... I'm not. No.
0: <laughs> well, also like give a like, a good assessment of the New York-Philadelphia, like, relationship. That's not something we could do.
1: No. Yeah. Not so. even our New York correspondent, Andy, could do that. Because, again, he is not from New York. So.
0: Yeah, no. You guys learned. Yeah. He can something... give some
1: insights, <laughs> but he can't get that deep into it.
0: Right. But I know them from sports rivalries. It gets ugly. But I just don't know enough. So, mm-hmm. anyway, that's, like... Another parallel to keep in mind here. Like old money from different spots could be equally old money. We don't really know what Jean did, but it, it looks
1: like they they're doing fine. They're doing all right. Yeah, yeah, they're doing well. They're
0: right down the street from the William Penn. Yeah. That's what we And do. they yeah. like
1: have a country club membership and all that. So, yeah. All fine there. Um, yeah, and she's like beaming when she sees her dad.
0: It's the happiest we've seen Betty, other than when she thinks she gets to go to that restaurant, mm, <laughs> uh, uh, like and not was a historic, and, yeah.
1: No, it was Lutess, Lutess, and not me, a business
0: yeah. capacity. Yeah, like when Don's like
1: yeah,
0: yeah. The only two times we've seen Betty like <laughs> really beaming. Oh, also baby. when Jimmy talks to her,
1: yeah, on the
0: phone. Jimmy very so. a couple times. There's a couple times never involving Don directly. That's Correct. the crazy thing. Correct. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and her dad is like, he and Don greet each other, and he's like, get that look off your face. So we can tell already that there's a little tension between Don and Betty's father, which, you know, it can be a tough dynamic in any circumstance the in law dynamic. But let's say that uh, Don's kind of a sketchy guy for all his looks and all of his money. He doesn't fit exactly, quite exactly what they hoped for for their daughter,
0: which is bizarre. But again,
1: but just like yeah, his lack of family, and they'll talk about this later. Yeah, it's just like a.
0: Them. We want we want the pedigree. It's right, like yeah. they wanted Betty to marry like a champion dog. <laughs> At the Kennel Club. Yeah. That's what they want. They want that whole family list back yeah, to the Yeah, They Mayflower. want someone
1: that yeah. yeah played tennis at the club
0: on and the that, weekend. You and know that, what I'm saying? Yeah, and that really makes you think that like this parallel between Betty and Pete is like goes back that far. Like mm-hmm. This is an American commentary, yeah. I think, in a way.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, and then we, we see her brother, too, who I do not believe we've met before.
0: I don't think so either. No.
1: But, yeah, for the good look that betty's fair coloring gives her i don't think it plays as well on her brother
0: this guy is the villain in all john hughes movies yeah this is that guy this yeah. is that weird rich just twerp blonde you know?
1: shithead this is
0: the word twerp was invented for the for this guy yeah. yeah
1: yeah and like the first thing he says is like hey like dad did you see don's new car and talks about like that it's like the new like coupe deville the first thing he does is like make you know, some kind of reference about how much money Don has. But they're talking about, then they talk, you know, about the stroke, that he insists that it was fine, but he's like, you should have seen Gloria in the ambulance. Because I guess she hopped in with him and halfway there realized she was wearing her nightie and she remarked that it was not proper for a woman her age to be out in public like that. Betty's like, well, you should have let us know, because we could have gotten, like, recommendations from some of the other partners at Don's firm. Williams. Like, oh, in New York where everything's better.
0: Yeah, I think this feeds into the Philadelphia, New York thing.
1: And then next, her dad, like, kind of makes a mention of, like,
0: Always with her brow and a knit, my Ruthie here. Ruthie, my love, have you offered everybody coffee? I'm Betty. Of course you are.
1: Gloria's, like, Jean, this is your daughter, Betty, not Ruth. Ruth is dead, remember? So Yeah,
0: well, we get a great look from Betty again. Like, like what uh-oh. the hell? This whole scene, Don's, like, just trying to be, like, husband, you yeah. know? Then, yeah, I mean, the look Betty gets is, like, pure horror.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's crazy. Her dad just called, just thought she was her mother. Who right. had died, what, within the last couple of years, I think.
0: We've, like, heard extensively about Betty's mom.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and how that's been troubling for Betty and so this was I think this was troubling on many levels because everyone doesn't want to become their parents of course
1: Yeah. except for Betty who kind of wanted to be as like beautiful as her mother I guess
0: right it's so it's some weird family yeah, shit that it is betty it's comes a from. Family affair. <laughs> but anyway like that moment's like uh-oh things are not good yeah right? yeah like, you said
1: this was just a little stroke and he's fine but he is
0: confusing who i am his right daughter. and then we hear this isn't the first stroke
1: yeah and that also betty like snaps around to gloria and is like excuse me
0: like and her, this happen again. And her brother. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like both of them. Why the fuck isn't like, anyone telling whoa, anything? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Now you're just telling me now. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's but,
1: serious. That's.
0: So there's some obvious problems here.
1: Yeah. So let's get a drink and.
0: Yeah. Right. Calm
1: this day down a little bit. And that's
0: pretty much exactly what happens in the room. Like, Betty kisses her father kindly and says, "No one wants coffee." And Don's like, "Let's get a real drink." Yeah. And the brother. That's the thing. The brother immediately says, Oh, I'll go mix some.
1: Yeah, I'll get ice. He pops yeah. right up. Yep. All right, back at the office, Paul's girlfriend, Sheila, is being walked in by Allison, secretary. And she's, yeah, she's wearing this cute, like, brown and black and white checkered skirt suit and white hat. Um, with like big red earrings and kind of yeah her hat is like almost pillbox style and it's kind of shiny thread
0: she looks great
1: yes very fetching and she is brought over to paul and paul kind of walks up with pete and ken and pete of course you know starts making dumb fucking jokes
0: want to get in a few more meals before you lose them to the golden west
1: (laughs) what are you talking about
0: we're going to los angeles together it's horrible but somebody has to go
1: but she's like what? Uh oh. Where? And Pete just not again not getting the point is like California,
0: eh? She's right. being a
1: big piece of shit like he is. Well
0: for all Pete's faults, you cannot say that one of his faults is like not talking to his wife about things. Yeah. Not talking he to his Trinity SO about things.
1: Into it. Other uh, than, you know, where he kept kept yeah. having sex with Peggy.
0: So this is a cla- I mean, this is a classic sitcom. Well, okay. Yes. Yeah. That's true.
1: <laughs> He just There's kept that. doing it.
0: Right. <laughs> but this is, like, one of those moments where, like, how have you not... Like, it doesn't even, like, register to Pete that this is a thing. A problem, or yeah. Or it kind of feels like it registers to Cosgrove sitting there next He's to him. Like, He's like,
1: yeah. It's like, let's, let's get go. you. Yeah. Let's what go. does he
0: say? He says, let's find something else to put in your mouth.
1: Yeah. yeah. Like, other than gift what?
0: Right. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's a good scene just because, like, first of all, it starts off so, like, kinsey-ish where kinsey wants to make a display oh yeah he of you know, gives her a big
1: smooch and you know everyone's gotta see and as they're talking too there's a really funny background <laughs> moment where joan is like walks up and gives kinsey a capital l look and then just does like a hard right turn away from them
0: but then that's followed immediately by sheila looking back towards joan
1: oh i didn't notice that so yeah. who's
0: the look for i don't know but sheila remembers let's just say yeah, Sheila remembers joan, joan
1: being a big bitch to her at the party yeah
0: this is like a
1: it's a tense oh it's a beautiful scenario yeah. and then kinsey's got some explaining to do so he's kind of like walking sheila out and kinsey
0: he's... you got some explaining to do <laughs>
1: yeah exactly and <laughs> And he's like, well, why can't we wait to go? Well, she's like, what? what is Califith's trip? He's like, well, I've got to go to California for work. And she's like, well, we're supposed to be going down south for the protests. Like, they're doing civil rights activism down right. there.
0: They're not technically protests. They okay. are voter registration, like, drives. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, And this is, like, what the SNCC did. Uh, it was a student group for... Years and years and years, like, starting in, like, 1960. Mm -hmm. And they would go down and register voters. Huh. God. We've come such a long way.
1: Oh, wait. Voter suppression in the United States is still rampant, especially in communities of color. But the
0: point is, going down there, and this is, like, times when there were still poll tax. There were, like, these type of crazy things. This is Jim Crow era, for sure. First big civil rights bill doesn't get passed until 64 I think mm-hmm. and the most famous filibuster of all time is Strom Thurmond in like 1957 for like 24 hours filibusters the civil rights act and just got passed well then it yeah then it comes out a, that he had children with his black maid or whatever yep. you know that's just the That'll that's just it. the kind of like mentality anyway <laughs> this was a big thing that they would do they would go down and like it would be big groups of people helping other people register to vote Mm -hmm. SNCC is super famous it's the student group as opposed to what the NAACP was which was more of a legal
1: yeah legal
0: legal group so yeah the students would come down to like the southern states and like help people register without like fear or -hmm. without like repercussions yeah and uh so that's what they're trying to do here.
1: Yeah, so Sheila's pissed though because this means he's not going to be able to come with and he, she accuses him of being scared and he's like, well, I mean, it is scary. Which is true because, you know, in some instances these efforts were met with violence and no, it's true. counterattacks. It, and we
0: have not been there. But in 1964-3, white men are basically lynched for helping. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just background Based on this. But that's really not Kinsey's concern.
1: Yeah. I mean, he was going to go to California.
0: Right. Once he got that chance, he forgot
1: all about his plans with Sheila.
0: Right. He jumped right on that. This scene in the elevator is...
1: Yeah, it's even more telling because he gets in and Hollis, the elevator operator, you know, says, Hello, Mr. Kinsey. And he's like, Please, Hollis, it's Paul. And then he introduces Sheila. And, I mean, I think there's some kind of, like, you know, performative aspects to this. Like, he wants to make sure his girlfriend knows that he's not racist or has, you know, no... He's not going to be treating Hollis differently, either.
0: I almost think it's the opposite. I think he wants Hollis to know that he's dating a black woman.
1: Yeah, no, I think that's part of it, too. But I think he's supposed to be like, yeah, I'm down with it. With all you guys do. And,
0: and Mad Men Carousel talked about this, and I thought it was super interesting about how a lot of times Mad Men, like, because it's focused on these successful white individuals, love to throw like race as an anonymous thing, but there's certain characters they actually develop, and mm-hmm. one of them is Sheila. Like, she seems like a really developed character mm-hmm. in these, even in the brief scenes she has, she's yeah. done really well, and it's like, Super interesting to think about it, and also, like, this is one of those awkward silence moments, and Kinsey's just... It's a horrible Kinsey scene.
1: Yeah. They're talking about, she's like, were you ever even really planning to go? He's like, yeah, of course. And then he's, like, looking over at Hollis to make sure that, like, Hollis isn't, like, reacting badly to the fact that he wasn't... That he's not going anymore.
0: Right. Never mind Hollis's first look over when Kinsey introduces her as his... Sheila his girlfriend. Yeah, and, it's and he like,
1: has a little bit of a smirk, like, huh, like, all, right, all right, got it. Then the next scene is with Pete and his brother, and they're basically, like, going over the estate stuff and looking at what they should have gotten if their dad had not squandered their family fortune.
0: Yeah, Pete's like, wait a minute, what about this donation? Can we take that back? <sighs> it's like, it sounds... presidential of you that's the whole thing (laughs) you can't take back (laughs) the (laughs) nation even his brother's like no like no I kind of respect them more because they are just kind of like laughing about this yeah no I mean they're
1: like well what can we do there's literally nothing we can do now
0: yeah it's like it fucked us both so here we are luckily we we can still use our position to like make enough money to like live as rich people still but but it's crazy the way that Pete talks about the mom Mm -hmm. versus how Bud How long can she afford to live? By golly, Pete. Maybe we can get rid of her tonight. (laughs) Remember Rope? (laughs) Rope is a uh, 1948 Alfred Hitchcock film. Mm -hmm. So it's of course defined as a psychological crime thriller. (laughs) And it is basically about people just plotting.
1: Murder. A murder most foul.
0: It was the first one that Hitchcock did not color. Huh? Wow. That's it. That's all I got. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um. But then, yeah, so then they're just kind of talking about things being like the end of the line. And about having kids and that whole thing. That whole next step and what each of them are, where each of them are at with that. And... Bud says, you know, Judy and I, he and his wife have, like, a plan, and Pete admits to Bud that he and Trudy have been trying, but obviously, you know, haven't gotten pregnant yet. And Pete's like, hmm, yeah, adoption. And Bud says, people do that. Right. Which is meant to be comforting.
0: So we know Bud's older. Yeah. Right?
1: I mean, I assume.
0: (sighs) Yeah, I think so, too. There's just this, like, sense of superiority even to Pete. I think I don't we don't know what Bud does do we
1: no not that I can think of
0: and so I feel like it cannot be worse than what Pete was doing based on what we heard from Pete's dad in the New Amsterdam yeah, episode where, where he, he basically called Pete, Pete. A, a pimp yeah yeah a probably like yeah.
1: a lawyer or an accountant or something yeah
0: something a little more a little more savory yeah or is that the right word savory? for lawyers probably not no, it's no yeah <laughs> yeah anyway uh, so it's interesting and but in this scene, like I think feel like Bud has like good it doesn't feel like Bud's like looking down on him no, I guess I think with he does these type of things feel legitimately you know? bad and this is like a brother feel better about it a brother to brother talk
1: mm-hmm. yeah yeah I think so too
0: And they cheers and I think Bud has a great line here to the end of the line
1: <sighs> All right at Buddy's dad's house Don Betty's dad and Betty's brother's wife Judy are like playing cards, you know, making just like awkward chit-chat. They wished that Betty and Don had made it out to Cape May that summer, but it was maybe for the best because when Betty's not there, you know, someone else might win win at a card game.
0: Yeah, apparently Betty's a card shark, which we've started to get Betty's like strategic brilliance in the last couple eps. So. Yeah.
1: Except there was one game that she wasn't, that they said she wasn't good at in an earlier episode. Like where you have to place bids or like you have to like Bridge. Bet. Yeah. Yeah. So.
0: But otherwise she's a strategic mastermind. Seems like cards are like her thing.
1: Yeah. Then Betty, we find out Betty is just like, she's like in the study or something and She's, like, gazing on, like, an old-fashioned oil painting of her mother. Yeah,
0: we have to assume it's her mother and, like, just...
1: Very stiff and formal and, yeah.
0: And drinking whatever this weird red drink is. We think it's Bloody Mary's, right?
1: Mm-hmm. I'm pretty
0: sure it's Bloody Mary's. Yeah. they're just drinking We couldn't figure anything else. Yeah. That makes sense, so...
1: Yeah, and then her brother, like, climbs in through the window because he'd been hiding in the treehouse because he just, like, hates this whole, like... This whole vibe at the house.
0: Right. Yeah, there's a lot of, like, issues between the kids and Gloria, for sure. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. Well, I think Betty's more annoyed with Gloria and Brother's more annoyed with the dad. And, yeah, it's it's just bad.
0: It's like your standard, yeah, your standard, like, sitcom or drama show from the 60s. Like, you know, everyone's trying to live up to the other person and, like you know, dealing with holding things above you. Like that's the whole Yeah. Gist, you know.
1: Yeah, and Betty's mad that like there's not stuff of her mom's like at the house anymore and how like annoying Gloria is and that their dad used to find them for small talk.
0: Right. And Gloria they they brought her up earlier that was the bedtime talk about Gloria, like Ugh can't believe he's moved on so fast. Da 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 Used to like charge them money
1: for small talk
0: that's crazy yeah and now here he is just goofing around
1: yeah with a woman that loves some small talk
0: yeah and seems like this is a woman that's been after him since before i think betty makes that comment like she's been after him before my mom died yeah like she was at been, the funeral like, like with ready. her cleavage out yeah. yeah exactly yeah oof
1: um but yeah betty wants to know how long her dad has been like off like this. He's like, Yeah, you know, like last month he was acting weird at the golf course. Um, he yelled at like one of the black caddies and was really nasty to him. And he but he's like mad. He's like, I don't wanna get stuck here taking care of him just because you guys like moved away.
0: Right. Some anti New York shit again, I yeah. feel like.
1: Yeah. She's like, Well, you know that Don works in New York. I wish I could be here. And that's when, yeah, he says
0: only have two kids lord knows don could afford to build him a house in his backyard if he wanted to
1: stop counting other people's money
0: and the, you know that this is a line from one of her parents this mm-hmm. is like a line from. oh one yeah of them.
1: yeah yes exactly and then yeah she's like asking about all this other stuff of like their mom's like this jardini- jardinier, which i had not even heard of i
0: hadn't heard of that either yeah
1: but it's like a ceramic like flower pot and William has to admit that his wife, like, grabbed it.
0: This is just, like, such a good brother sister line or scene where it's like, okay, let's cut the formalities out now. Yeah. And let's just talk. Like, brother climbs in through the fucking window. Yeah,
1: no, they're having a real combo yeah. back here.
0: So this is no joke. Mm-hmm. And she's hammered, which he yeah. says. He's like, you're drunk. Mm-hmm. But this is, like,. Some real grievances that we don't know that they've ever erred before, I think. And so, like, now they're getting to this point where their mother's died, okay, we can let that go, but now the father is, like, losing his mind. Yeah. now we really have to actually think about what to do with our whole, like, quote-unquote family, aka the estate, like, aka all these things going on.
1: Yeah. Meanwhile, Dawn is, like, doing, now they're doing a puzzle with betty's dad and
0: judy Judy, yeah Yeah.
1: Yeah. and betty's dad is like kind of ragging on him again he's like i don't know what don is doing or why he does anything i know more about the guy who fixes my car than i know about don
0: right well also they're midway through this puzzle and he's like congratulating her for finding a corner that's like step one of a puzzle Mm
1: -hmm. yeah (laughs) it's like you
0: found a puzzle you found a puzzle corner halfway through?
1: You got to start with the edges and the you corners. You got to start yeah. with the
0: corners. I don't know what Gene's up to. Yeah. I don't know, but I don't trust him. So like if you're setting Don up for yeah. failure. If you're not finding a corner immediately, I don't know what kind of puzzle you're, you're doing.
1: Yeah, but yeah, he's mad at Don. He says that...
0: Nobody has what you have. You act like it's nothing. My daughter's a princess, you know that?
1: And as, like, Betty comes in... He's still kind of like yelling, and he's like, "Don doesn't have any people. He can't trust someone like that."
0: Yeah, I heard these ones before.
1: You did. Yeah, from, from your my dad, father. Yeah, you have more people. than My daughter's me. a princess. Well, now yeah, that yes, that's you, it. you
0: have that's more it, people yeah. than me. That's I would it. say that's it. But I mean, honestly, the scenes from his her dad are so like brutally honest in weird ways that mm-hmm. like. That's what's so frightening about this whole situation. It's like now we're seeing her dad at, like, there's no, like, veneer of politeness to yeah. cover it. Well, you wonder yeah, how he was before, though. Right. You know? He's losing his mind a little bit, obviously, because he already called Betty Ruth. But now he's, like, ready to act out. And I think this is a pretty common, like, characteristic of alzheimer's slash parkinson's like the angry act out yeah well people you
1: know sense that they're losing control and it's like a fear response
0: right and this is a stroke so i shouldn't say that but i've always posited that he had some one of those two like brain deteriorating
1: yeah dementia stuff going on yeah
0: but i mean he cuts down to the core i mean this is exactly what don's like hoping to hide forever
1: yeah he doesn't have people yep
0: he's just a fraud completely it's great in the worst way it's great
1: yeah um but then they're called to dinner betty doesn't want to go because she doesn't have an appetite everyone else like walks into the other room and don's kind of like you know like has his hand on her back he's like honey birdie you should eat and she's like stop it don nobody's watching implying that like he's only being warm and comforting to her as part of like the show of them being happily married,
0: but also implying like that he's only here for that, mm-hmm. right? Like Betty only wanted him there so that like she could like show her father that they're still like happily married. Yeah, that there's know? not a problem. Yeah,
1: and then Pete gets to his mom's house there with his brother, and
0: yeah, the seaside mansion. <laughs> that they live at with the ocean side like huge bay windows behind them mm-hmm. as they're signing these papers in this like four-story dining room yeah okay cool
1: <laughs> casual but his mom tells pete that he she hopes he's not gotten use of the family because he's gonna be kicked out of it if he adopts a child basically right he's gonna be written out of the will
0: couldn't show up for dinner, now you want to adopt a child, which she says, pulling from the discard oh, pile, it's I awful. believe is what yeah. she says.
1: Again, it's like really this like anti-adoption sentiment in right. the time.
0: And this breaks Pete.
1: He snaps.
0: The show does such a good job of like, it's like a will they or won't they in terms of is Pete a good guy or a bad guy. Yeah. They do it all the time. And here he's like, he just snaps. Your husband spent everything you had. Spent it with strangers. All of it.
1: His mom is then like, Well, Bud, like, what is the deal with my finances? And he tells her that they had to liquidate her holdings to ensure her future comfort.
0: And she's like, I doesn't even know what that means. Like basically. I someone to ask
1: you to do something like that, but basically they're like, yeah, no, we had to sell everything cuz literally there's no cash money left.
0: Isn't that so fucked up that this woman is as we know from like episode 2 or 3 that she's like from one of the Mayflower families, like super rich, wealthy mm-hmm. family and that her father just blew it all and her she husband, doesn't yeah. Yeah, her husband, excuse me. And she just doesn't even know. Yeah. She just assumed this would always be there. No, it's really dark. It's really dark. And this is like a vengeance point for Pete.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, because they were originally going to kind of try to hide that from her.
0: Right. Yeah, and it's like a Pete's... It's a perfect parallel with Pete dealing with the financial side, whereas Betty's dealing with, like, an actual, like like relationship side and it's like the destruction of both of those at the same time like, mm-hmm. both of them coming to terms with that like the relationship with betty's father is deteriorated and their financial like wealth of the campbells is gone yeah yeah
1: but back at betty's dad's house it's time to go to bed so she and don go up to her childhood bedroom which has like horse ribbons and you know, teddy bears and shit all over it. And they get ready for bed, but Betty gives Don a blanket. He has to sleep on the floor. Even after t-shirt time, she banishes him to
0: the floor. This is a long, uncomfortable, silent undressing scene. It's like a good minute long of these guys undressing. Of these two beautiful, beautiful people undressing uncomfortably.
1: But it's been a rough
0: day for them. It has been, Yeah. Yeah, because they now they can take off the the masks, you know, right, and like and just not talk to each other.
1: But then later on in the night, Betty wakes up, yeah, and she crawls down onto the floor with him.
0: Winer knows what the people want.
1: Yeah, I want to see Don Betty fuck. Yeah,
0: yeah. But then he
1: wakes up on the floor alone and naked. Betty has gone downstairs already. Fasc- Goodbye.
0: Yeah, yeah. Fascinating point of madman carousel saying that this looks like number one like is this a cathartic betty scene or number two is this a don draper dream scene hmm highly recommend madman carousel just to flesh that one out it's a fascinating thought interesting but i think it was a real
1: scene no and that's I, why don Milner i don't was i, like, don't I it thought we all. were back together right i don't
0: doubt it at all yeah. it's like how could you not also like wider knows what we want
1: And, like, grief and stress can make people kind of... Yeah, no. Some people have a response of, like, getting frisky. You hear about people like... I mean, that's the whole thing with wedding crashers is he goes too far and says that if you think people get horny at weddings, just wait till you go to funerals. (laughs) Ma! Milo! Milo! Fuck!
0: (laughs) I also think that, like, I mean, how could you not get enough of that? Like this is this relationship is like two of the hottest people of all time. Yeah, it's toxic. Just go. But they're
1: both so hot. But it's so, like we're, uh. okay,
0: if we're gonna sleep in the same room, we're gonna fuck. Let's say we will revisit this in season seven for sure at a certain campground. Yeah. But I mean, I whatever. It's anything, like, I think it's cathartic. I think that it, Betty needs it yeah. more than anything.
1: Yeah.
0: Which you know, fine.
1: Get yours, Bets.
0: Yeah amen yes Get that big old donkey don dick
1: <laughs> yeah, we talked enough big even i think we talked enough donkey about draper that last time. yeah yeah so then don comes down to the breakfast table to find huh. betty there everyone's awake everyone's eating breakfast gloria tells betty that she keeps smoking so much she's gonna get wrinkles and betty just glares at her in response
0: right and then don comes down and kisses her and mm-hmm. she doesn't even move yeah she's like yeah stone-faced yeah. thanks
1: thanks so much but then judy rushes in with the jardiniere a big like ceramic pot again and she's just Profusely apologizing, didn't know Betty's mom had promised it to her. She's so sorry. William like looks to make sure that Betty understands that they've given this apology and given it back to her. It's kind of awkward, but he's trying to make Betty so happy. Make amends, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. She's like, I, I just wish he would never have brought it up. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, sure,
1: (laughs) yeah. And then, ooh. Betty's standing over by her dad.
0: Yeah, we're going to have to do a bonus episode of Most Uncomfortable <sighs> Mad Men Moments. Oh, God. I think this we're going to have them. to power ranking. This is an all-timer. Yeah.
1: And so, yeah, again, as we saw yesterday, her dad has gotten kind of gotten Betty confused with his his former wife, and we assume that, like, Betty and her mom, you know, were probably, like, spitting images of one another. Um, but he... Tells her she looks beautiful, and she's like, oh, thank you, because she thinks it's just like a, you know, dad compliment, but then he, like, puts his hand on her waist, and then up to her breasts, and then says, now that you feed me, now that you fed me, let's go upstairs. Oof. And, like, everyone, like, the silverware clatters, like, she jumps back, everyone,
0: like, jumps up, and... Yeah, Don steps up immediately, oof.
1: Yeah and gloria's like i don't know what to say he's so mixed up and she's like gene you're so mixed up and he says you're mixed up but yeah i mean it's just everyone just is alarmed obviously
0: right and so now don's pushed into like husband position like doing what he can and she had that same kind of January Jones had that same kind of look on her face when he originally called her Ruthie, but this is—I mean, this different. There's so, like so a, such yeah. an amount of fear in this expression; it's incredible. Yeah. And yeah. then Don's like just left here adrift. Is how the scene ends because they they settle as a family almost, and then Don's just like kind of looking around almost, like, what, like, the fuck? what do I do? What's gonna yeah. happen? Yeah. Which just tells you where their relationship is Mm
1: -hmm. then later that day the family's housekeeper slash i'm assuming she was kind of like a babysitter nanny type to betty and william when they were kids the way carla takes care of the kids for betty right is there and betty is like glad to see her don leaves them to chat themselves and betty is just like venting about everything that's happening with the family to her basically
0: yeah and she is viola is her name in, mm-hmm. in that man she is laverne from scrubs one of the most beloved characters mm. in sitcom history and uh oh man like this is one of those really good cathartic moments for betty that we just don't get that often yeah i feel like and, and i mean it's something everyone can relate to i think when someone in your family's like failing mm-hmm. like mentally or physically whatever it's just like oh no
1: yeah but, yeah, she's glad that she, that Viola is finally, like, giving it to her straight. She's like, yeah, no, your dad is really sick. And I'm sorry to be the one that shares that, but it's it's true. And, you know, she was at the hospital for some of this, so she's, like, giving a different picture about what the doctor said from what Gloria said. And Betty is really, like, emotionally kind of, you know, breaking down in front of her more than she has with Dawn and, you know viola's like comforting her and it's probably just like a a throwback to like if she was helping take care of her as a child it's like this really kind of caretaking.
0: there's so much role. interesting race stuff going on right. in this episode yeah and this one is one of those where like viola says are you gonna give me your temper and betty turns around and sits down on the bed like this is one of the only people like she's like going to follow rules too
1: you yeah, but it's and also then listen like, to her advice too and yeah. then also
0: like cry on her shoulder it's yeah one of the people that she like is comfortable with
1: yeah but it's like a black woman having to take on like the emotional labor of like comforting a white woman
0: yeah I mean uh, it's so much damn you madman but
1: yeah she says that you were supposed to take care of your husband and your beautiful children now they are yours
0: you'll see the minute you leave you'll remember him exactly the way he used to be
1: it's all good outside that door
0: that's great that's one of the best like sequences the show's done so far Mm -hmm. i think yeah oh wow
1: so they get home don is like you want these suitcases upstairs? But he's like, no, I've got stuff to wash. She's like, I'll go pick up the kids. She's like, no, do that later. He's like, okay, well, I'm going to shower. And she's like, Don, no,
0: no. Get the fuck out of here.
1: Yeah. He's like, really? You want me to leave? And she's like, yeah, you know, we were just pretending last weekend. And I know you don't like to be around grieving people. So just leave.
0: It's crazy for someone who basically is like that's his job as an actor doesn't seem to get that that whole scene was just an act. Right. You know.
1: Yeah. And but then I think he's mad cuz they had sex and he's like, "Well, I thought that that part was like real."
0: But then also, yeah, we have to talk about how the greatest salesman of all time is the worst salesman to his wife.
1: Ever. Yeah, like yeah. everything. He never he sounds sincere like, when he's trying to get back in the mix.
0: Yeah, he always victimizes himself. Oh man, Don. He's like, you need me here for you. He says, I want to be here. Hell. You need me here. Yeah. It's like you could have just stopped at the first sentence, right? And maybe that would have worked. Yeah, I think well. I don't know. Ah, oh, Don.
1: So back to the hotel. Peace. Back to the Roosevelt. For oh you. no,
0: life's hard. Yeah. Life's hard on the boulevard.
1: Yeah. So then he goes back into work the next day. He walks in, says, hello, Donna, to the receptionist. She says, my name is Allison. He says, of course. Not
0: even one letter.
1: Yeah. Just two polar opposite names. And then we go
0: into his real family, I think. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just his baby shower. Yeah. This weird ass baby. baby shower.
1: Yeah. Where it's like, yeah, the office is throwing a baby shower for Harry Crane. He's wearing a big yellow baby bonnet they've put on him. It's you know the girls and the guys. They've got him gifts, quote unquote gifts, but really it's stuff from the supply closet from their yeah, clients. Last
0: minute gifts. We've all been there. We know how that goes. And we don't know what they're drinking, but they're drinking something that really fucks you up. Like some kind like of some funky sort of punch. punch. Yeah, some.
1: yeah. That's the trouble with punches is you never know how much, what kind.
0: Which, of alcohol are in yeah. them.
1: And they're usually made to taste not strong. Which, but they're, they're strong. working from
0: the storeroom, some NyQuil in there. Some Maybe. Creme de some jungle juice. Yeah. Who knows? Definitely some extra creme de menthe in there. <laughs> For sure. No doubt. Ugh. God.
1: Still too soon.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, Yeah. So everyone's there. Hildy, Joan, Peggy. Peggy's wearing this cute black and white gingham skirt suit with like a short sleeve and a round collar hillary is wearing a light pink dress with like some white trim and a big wide collar joan is wearing a royal blue sheath dress with white trim and buttons and again harry is wearing a big yellow baby bonnet
0: yeah we can't even describe this to yes. you yes we'll post a picture i think yeah we have to uh yeah peggy's dressed very similarly to sheila yes that same kingdom yeah. i mean that white. same yeah.
1: yeah had that same connection
0: yeah Interesting. hmm But this party's fucked up. Yeah. Like, they're just getting hammered. <laughs>
1: yeah, out definitely, during the day. And then, like, one of the other gifts that they got him is Playboy magazines, a whole stack of them, because they are convinced that he's, like, no longer going to be have, having sex after the baby comes. Yeah,
0: he's no longer the the most important person in his wife's life, I think, <laughs> yeah. is what that is. Well, good. Yeah.
1: Take him down a peg. <laughs> <laughs> and then Burt Cooper bursts in... And really enthusiastically says
0: I just wanted to say happy birthday. And then closes the door. Ten out of ten.
1: Everyone turns and looks and then they kinda start giggling. This is what (laughs) you
0: want from your exec, right? So funny. It's like the sentiments there, right? Yeah, like thanks,
1: but can't be bothered to know
0: what's actually going on. (laughs) Ah, so good.
1: And then one of the gifts that Harry opens, he's like, oh, man, this is from Tiffany's. And you can tell it's a signature blue box. But they're like, who is this from? And it was from Jane. And they say... And Roger. I'm sure.
0: <laughs> All right. Mad Men Brainstorm time. What was it? Sterling Silver Rattle. You think so? It's gotta be. Gotta That's be. like
1: the quintessential
0: it's Tiffany not, baby not gift. not like a baby spoon or...
1: It could be, but it's definitely like... Like Tiffany's has like sterling silver baby stuff.
0: Well, this was the worst brainstorm of all time. You knew it immediately what it could have <laughs> been. Interesting. So they're the that, size of the sterling box. Sterling silver silver rattle?
1: Yeah, the size of the box, like it couldn't they'd also do like piggy banks, but it was too small for that.
0: Is there anything more disgustingly rich than no, giving know. your child a sterling silver rattle? I knew
1: it was like, gonna piss you off. Twice,
0: <laughs> it and... doesn't piss me off, it's just like what a waste of silver. We'll post a picture. These things are insane. It looks like a little barbell.
1: That one, but then like, look at that one. Isn't that cute?
0: Hmm. I don't know. That cute's the word i use. These are crazy. What a what a bizarre market. Like baby toys made of silver. <clears throat> it looks like handcuffs though. That's what's well, weird. Well, it's like about
1: a teether ring. No. I know. <laughs>
0: yeah, and it's a soft metal. I get it. It's bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't what a world i just don't understand well, that world. A, i will I'm make sorry. sure it
1: doesn't end up on our baby registry when we have kids yeah um but then yeah they've got a cake it says congratulations it's a crane
0: great joke it's a
1: stork g- drawing. Ten, image 10 out it. of 10 yeah. yeah it's a crane but then joan sees joan notices that don has come into this party and she's like oh i wasn't expecting you back already like how are things how are things and don says
0: about how those things are. Joan, if you don't mind, can
1: I borrow you for a moment? Of course. But, yeah, then he and Joan leave to talk about, you know, what what he's got to handle. And Joan is just, you know, Joan's just a pro. Like, she sees Don is there. She, you know, asks, like, subtly if things are fine. He says, you know, we've got to talk. And she pops out goes and does like a lineup of his meetings you know she's just like on top of shit
0: well she's still his secretary right now temporarily even though donna slash (laughs) allison will eventually be his secretary i think yes but right now joan is handling the most difficult person in the office
1: yeah um he wants to reschedule or cancel all the meetings he has coming up as he's about to explain why roger walks in and says how is your family emergency No, thanks, Roger. It was memorable. Yeah. Piece of shit. And Don is still mad at Roger.
0: Is Roger coming in just to smoke the cigs? Is he coming in to, because he saw Joan come in? Is he coming in to, like, try and make amends with Don? It doesn't matter. It's a rough scene.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think he's trying to start making amends with Don because he knows that Don was pissed about what Roger did, what leaving Mona for Jane. And he's still pissed.
0: Right, but the scene comes off like he's more interested in like making amends with Joan. Yeah. And this is some good work from Christina Hendricks.
1: Yeah, she's just like eye-rolling without doing it.
0: Doesn't say a word in like mm-hmm. a minute and a half.
1: Yeah, but Don tells roger that he's gonna go to the rocket fair and roger's like yeah good call you know sunshine and bikinis gotta love california this
0: is such new york shit calling jet propulsion lab like this huge bit the rocket fair this is like this is insane to call this like this is the biggest money they can make and they call it the rocket fair.
1: (laughs) but roger's like well but didn't we send people already and don's like well not yet He's like, well, Pete has to go because I helped him with all these phone calls.
0: Yeah. Now we get a sense of what this meeting is, like, really about, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they're not just sending out these two jabronis. Like, they've been walked through every second of it. Yeah, yeah, you know? right. But, and, the, and the minute Don could kick Kinsey off, everyone's happy about that, for yes. sure.
1: So, yeah, he tells Joan that, you know... She'll need to send a memo to Paul Kinsey letting him know of the change, which is that Don is now going instead of him to California. And Joan doesn't say, I'll send a memo. She says, I'll take care of it. And she's going to.
0: This is one of the most satisfying moments of the show so far, I would say.
1: Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, at the end, um, back in the baby shower, you know, they're chatting about California and how great it's going to be. And California. Blah, blah, blah. I guess before the revenge part, there's a moment between Hildy and Crane. Oh,
0: yeah. Oh, Hildy. Why do you do this to me, or Hildy?
1: Or who is just drunk, just <laughs> wasted. This baby shower is lit.
0: Yeah. And it just brings back memories of, like, oh, did you, she said all the right things, I guess in the beginning, like, this isn't a big deal. Uh, Clearly, for her, it's a big deal. Yeah, no, she's still
1: jonesing on him, for sure. And, yeah, she's like... I just want to say that I'm so happy for you, and that you're gonna be the best father, and that I'm really happy for you. Thank you. And then she just like lunges into a hug. And, and you get
0: a good drink slosh too. Yep. Yeah.
1: And then she like backs off and just kind of like looks upset and like, what have I done?
0: Walks away. Yep. Yeah.
1: And that is Oof. their moment. Which
0: we don't know what's in this drink mix, but no. it's not a good thing.
1: Yeah, this, this wild punch. Then Joan gets her moment where she comes over and she waits until, you know, there's a moment where Paul is there with Pete, with Peggy, with Sal, with and she's like mr kinsey mr draper wanted to inform you that he will be going to california for the convention he's like oh great like now it's gonna be like a wild ride with don we're gonna have a slam in time
0: and Joan knows kinsey just well enough to know this exact thing would happen yeah like he would think that and then she could just devastate him and oh it's so good
1: no actually it's just he and mr campbell that will be going And Kinsey just, you know, he has this moment of realization. He's like, what?
0: Give me your ticket now. Yeah. Or is it at your house?
1: But I really need it. She's like, I'm sure it's disappointing, but I just, you've got to give me your ticket. And he's like pissed. He's like, well, like, we can't do that. Like, why can't everyone go? And everyone else is like laughing. And he glares at Joan because he also realizes towards the end, he's like, and she picked this like particular way to embarrass me. But again, yeah, she and... Kinsey have been like at each other, you know for a while now with like things with Sheila and oh, right. you know I mean, with jo- or with Jane. they talked about the Jane thing, and yeah,
0: yeah, we get three like atomic bomb Jones scenes in this episode, and she barely says a word,, mm-hmm. first one, she just looks at Sheila, second one she sits in the office while Roger's trying to help her, and now this one she's actually talking, but not that much,
1: yeah, just enough to. Devastate Kinsey for the rest of the day.
0: Yeah, like, and he knows. He knows exactly what she's doing. Yeah, he's And like, he looks at her. Like, like yeah, she's some Just nice. had to
1: do this right here. Yeah.
0: Yep. Yeah. Then she has free cake. That's the best part. Is there
1: any cake left? Oh, uh, like super sweet, super. Just made her day. Like so nice <laughs> and happy. Everyone oh, loves Joan. It's, oh, it's so good. Yeah. Um. But then Kinsey's reaction is to. Go to his office, call Sheila, and say that I've decided that I'm going to, instead of going to California, I'm giving that up to go with you on this voter registration.
0: Jesus Christ.
1: (laughs) Just such a a... shithead. This
0: is like the white male, like, savior thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah, for sure.
1: Oh, all my
0: other options failed. Yeah. But I'm coming. Yeah. yeah,
1: but he didn't tell her that part of course. He he makes it sound as though he's like I've decided to give up like this big California trip for you and I for the choice. you know, the cause that is you know, important to
0: you. What a piece of shit.
1: Then after this party again where everyone just got drunk, Pete included. Peggy not so much, but Pete definitely. They have just like a bizarre conversation. I don't know what it's about really. Yeah, I think Pete has just still been kind of, you know, He's still been trying to like keep closeness with Peggy throughout this season and like right. confiding in her about stuff
0: yeah there's obviously something still there that the show doesn't want to develop. I think I wish they would <laughs> yeah, you're a shipper, I know
1: yeah, the feed Peggy ship baby Ugh, baby right.
0: I would like that ship just sink into the ocean yeah well
1: <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I'm going away, you know and she's like, well, yeah of
0: course. Like on, like on a, a plane, j- on a jet plane. <laughs> I'm leaving on a jet plane. <laughs> I don't know. Where I'm
1: but yeah, and then he mentions that you know it's the first time he's been on a plane since his father died, and it's like she she's just like not sure how to handle like any of this.
0: Statistics say that you won't die. die too. As well. <laughs> great, great. That's Not exactly what right.
1: yeah what I wanted to hear, but
0: this isn't the first th- conversation where like Pete's like. Remember that night? Yeah, but no, he's trying not to like allude that, to it. And Peggy's like, I
1: "I'm don't not talking want about to this." Yeah. yeah. Then he's kind of getting into like the whole family and adoption stuff, like, but like obliquely, and Peggy doesn't know what's going
0: on. It's crazy. Yeah. I hate my mother.
1: What do you think of that? Come on, you must have an opinion. I don't know the circumstances.
0: I don't know what I should expect from her.
1: I don't know her.
0: Like, butter and I turned out so great.
1: Who's to say it wouldn't be better? So it's not yours. That could be good. I don't know what you're talking about. But I think your flight will
0: be fine. And she says, I don't know what you're talking about, and all that. But it's like, we as a viewer know that this is the exact thing has actually happened that they're, like, worrying about already, right? That he had a kid. Yeah. It's been up for no. adoption. Yeah. Like. What if he adopts his own kid? Jesus. <laughs> that That's crazy thoughts.
1: Dark. But she's like, alright, Pete, like go home you're drunk. Bye, Pete. Have fun in California. Bye bye.
0: Yeah, this is the same scene where you see the some secretary typing on the lap of some other guy just oh, yeah. randomly yeah, in the yeah, office too. It's like this is like okay, the work the work day is done. Right. Right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and then back at home, it's nighttime. Betty is, like, getting ready for bed and walking around the house with Polly. They hear kind of, like, a weird banging sound outside, and, like, she peeks out, but, like, nothing. She doesn't see anything. The next morning, though, Polly, like, bolts, like, beelines to the playhouse, and Betty finds who but... Glenn Bishop camped out in Sally's playhouse, obviously having been there a few days.
0: Everyone's favorite character unanimously, Glenn Bishop.
1: Get out of here, Glenn. But yeah, he just ran away from home and went and hid in the Draper's playhouse waiting for Betty to get back.
0: And so Betty sends him home immediately. Nope. No. She doesn't. That's not what she does. Yeah, remember? Again, let's get weird with this.
1: Yeah. He's, com- you know, he's talking about how he's just feeling upset because his mom is basically just paying attention to her boyfriends. And the dad wants him and his sister to move in with them, but he doesn't, like, her, his new wife.
0: Uh, yeah, so we get this, again, this whole thing. We've talked about this before, this Betty and Glenn thing. And mm-hmm. it's, like, I think it's, like, Betty's way of, like, kind of living that childhood that she might not have had, I guess.
1: Yeah, and wanting the to secret feel, admirer. Like, and yeah, exactly. Loved
0: and be loved. Yes, yeah. someone that truly and unequivocally loves her.
1: Yeah, and is grateful for you know her.
0: But it's fucking weird. Mm-hmm. It's really fucking weird.
1: Yeah, um. But yeah, she like washes his clothes and stuff for him, <sighs> makes him some food.
0: Right, and none of this is weird stuff. This is like what you would do. Yeah. Like if you found another neighbor kid just living in your house, like sure, wash his clothes.
1: Make sure he gets. Make sure food. he eats something. Yeah. Find out what's going on.
0: And then they're watching, yeah, watching cartoons together. That's.
1: And then he like grabs her hand and says that he came here to rescue her, and she's like, "Oh, did you bring your cape?" And he's like, "I'm not joking. Like, I've got money. We can go anywhere." And then she's like, "Oh, Glenn," and she kind of like lets, you know just sitting there but then the kids her kids come back and so she pops up off the couch and then betty calls
0: one of our old favorites helen bishop.
1: helen bishop yes and she shows up soon afterwards and it's like glenn get over here i was worried sick like i mean by his account he's been gone a few days so that's crazy that the cops aren't everywhere looking
0: for him too different time
1: right i guess yeah
0: and and like she's a single mother, so it's like if I call the cops, God knows what kind of shit yeah, I'm gonna that's get true into, too. you know?
1: Yeah, but as as he's being brought away by his mom, he he's like feeling betrayed by Betty. That's ultimate. Yeah, yeah, that she, you know, not only wasn't gonna like let him save her, but that she called his mom and is sending
0: him back. It's so weird, and but she understands too. She's like, I know you hate me. I'm sorry. She says that. Yeah. And it's like. Okay. Mad Men Carousel says, like, there's no weird sexual thing going on here. It's obviously something that Betty, like, missed about her childhood. And we've got those moments with her mother. Yeah. So it's, like, this weird thing where, like, she wanted to, instead of spending so much time, like, making sure herself was perfect, like, feel, like, loved by someone else. Yeah. In childhood, I think. Right. So there's that type of thing going on. And Mm -hmm. then there's also this issue she has with helen which yeah this is like a whole like i can hold this above you type thing you know the whole betty and glenn thing is so weird it's just it doesn't feel fun to watch no
1: yeah it's super weird but she's gonna talk to helen not before just really briefly we see kinsey on the bus
0: yeah and he's just smoking his pipe explaining mansplaining whitesplaining whatever you want to call yeah. it to these people on this bus and you're the like the marxist oh market
1: god. concepts and how consumer quote has no color and
0: you're like oh my god shoot me in the face yeah, you're
1: insufferable paul right. kinsey
0: oh just imagine this guy like these are the people you have to hail as like yeah. helpers yeah in the civil rights period. i mean the, you know. number one didn't want to be there Number two, we're being there just for image. And number three, then they get on the bus and are doing this. Yeah. And you're like, ugh.
1: Yeah. And then, yeah, but then Helen comes over, like, after she gets Glenn set up at home, she comes back over, and she's like, Betty, we need to talk. Like, you got to stop hanging out with my son.
0: It's really weird, Betty. (laughs) It's really weird.
1: But then Betty kind of, like, goes after her and is like, well, he was just feeling alone because you're never there and you are supposed to take care of him. You're his mother. And that does get Helen a bit. And she's like, ugh, you know, I have been distant or not attentive lately, and it's just been hard.
0: It's a shocking surprise, actually, Mm -hmm. in, like, the quaint, weird family style that Mad Men likes to do every once in a while. Like, this is not the reaction you thought yeah where it's like these two would all of a sudden start relating to each other
1: right because then she tells helen yeah that don isn't living there anymore
0: yeah number one helen like immediately understands like you're right i have not been a good mother Yeah, and then number two oh no then betty's ready to spill the beans to yeah her. and she hasn't like, told
1: anyone else like literally anyone else
0: right and we haven't seen helen bishop in
1: since season one 12 episodes yeah, right
0: it's crazy yeah yeah and then they just like have this moment together of like commiseration
1: yeah because betty knows like you know she's like the only person she knows in real like social life that has gone through this has or like you know has been divorced even though she says she doesn't know if it's over with don but
0: right yeah all that shit work that she did against helen yeah and, like no, all this weird like... stuff she's done with glenn right and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden it's like these two are so similar
1: and Helen says, you know, it wasn't different, that different when her husband wasn't there. But he says, sometimes I feel like I'll float away if Don isn't holding me down.
0: And then Helen drops maybe the best line of the show so far, I would say.
1: The hardest part is realizing you are in charge. But we end on an airplane. Clear skies. Where we're landing, it's 82 degrees with a light Santa Ana wind.
0: Yeah. And we get this scene of like, it's now okay to start smoking. And you see like six Everyone light type up. of dons just start smoking. Yeah. And then Pete's just got his sleeping mask on and we get going out. We're going to California.
1: Yeah. And they drop some funky music. Yeah. A song called hotel star named after the at&t communication satellite by the music group the tornadoes
0: right never forget we're in the satellite era here we are what a jam what a jam and we're going to california yes
1: yeah baby now the
0: show really gets its motor revving
1: all right so that was season two episode 10 (gasps) wow a lot to unpack there yeah
0: seriously these episodes keep getting longer
1: i know right at least it's a one-parter this time can't I'm make sure the same all, promises i'm
0: sure you're all glad about that
1: yeah but. but when we have friends there's just even more to talk about it's just
0: so much fun yeah to have. who's getting promoted this episode
1: um so i have don at the end of the episode and joan just overall
0: oh wow go on
1: for his california usurping Kinsey's role and that his response to, like, Betty just kind of, you know, continuing to kind of drag it along is just being like, fuck it, I'm just going to go to California, goodbye. Yeah. And then Joan, yeah, for obvious reasons, just, like, totally giving a power power move on Kinsey.
0: Joan, I mean, Joan has the best scenes in this episode. She's yeah. le- like three scenes and all of them are power moves from her.
1: Yeah. What about you?
0: I'm going to promote Pete for okay. just actually just, like, Giving his mother the real situation.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: And then, again, having like a really authentic conversation with his wife, Mm -hmm. I think, to start the episode. And then just doing that, like saying, you know what? Your husband fucked you and fucked us. Yeah. And so I don't need to deal with your shit. If we're going to adopt a kid, we're going to adopt a kid. Yeah. I don't care. Right. Which he didn't say that much. I'd like to read that into that. And there's a lot more to be, like, unrolled with Pete, but... I think this episode like casts him in a pretty good light.
1: Hmm, yeah. That's that's a good good point.
0: Who are you gonna fire?
1: Uh Paul. Is there Kinsey. anyone else to fire for this episode? Woke fishing <laughs> you know.
0: <laughs> woke fishing. Go on. Like, Explain woke fishing. Cat
1: fishing but where you like present yourself as very woke to like woo woo people and then you're not actually as
0: woke as you. I mean the scene in the Present. elevator enough oh where he god. was like and looking back and forth during his conversation with his Hollis, like you know, was still
1: approving of him, and yeah, yeah,
0: that alone is worth firing. And then the fact that he just lies and covers lies up. to
1: her. Oh my god, yeah. yeah,
0: I love when there's like a consensus about who to fire.
1: Yeah, get and this fucked. Time, ball. Kinsey. Yeah. get
0: fucked. Get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite quote of the episode, my love?
1: I picked Viola's comment to betty about her dad that the minute you leave you'll remember him exactly the way he used to be it's all good outside that door to just kind of like be focusing on you know when things were better and the the positive relationships you've had with people instead of like the current circumstances
0: i actually had viola's speech like her whole scene with betty is so good mm-hmm. it's just so good and it's like it's such a diametric to the way that uh Betty treats Carla where she doesn't even respond to her yeah later in the, no, in no. the episode but it's, it's like, like a, you a were like thing but also you were like this was your mother this was your surrogate mother in a way you mm-hmm. know and I, I like that too but i really think that my favorite quote is uh at the end of the episode Helen Bishop saying uh the hardest part is realizing you're in charge Mm -hmm. There is so much power in that statement that, like, freaks both of them out, I think, in a lot of ways, which is, like, a preface to, like, you know, a female power movement that they don't quite grasp yet, you know?
1: What about Sterling's Gold?
0: There's no Sterling's Gold here. Because Sterling detonated his family last episode. So there's really nothing from Sterling that I'm willing to say is gold, I think.
1: I said, how is your family emergency? <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. This is like, fucked up. <laughs> it's like, because that's
1: he, not ever that question you should ask anyone.
0: Meanwhile, he just, like, dipshit. literally destroyed his family. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing here from Sterling that's worth talking about, really, other than the just stone eyes that Joan gives him. Mm-hmm. And now it's time to shine favorite outfit.
1: Well, in line with your observing before that, Sheila and Peggy had kind of similar looks. What I did was the gingham and checkered gals of the episode. So I picked Sheila, Peggy, and even little Sally wears a green and white gingham dress. So I went for that look. Love a gingham. Love a gingham moment and yeah it's just very cute for you know it's like summer summer summery but also you know the cuts and fabrics made it work appropriate good stuff
0: i liked it too though i don't know that i want to loop sally into the the power moves that the other two are making in the episode Mm -hmm. but i mean it was just you could not not noticed that peggy and sheila were wearing these same things and doing like work in this episode mm-hmm. even though peggy's barely in the episode yeah but the scene she is she's like destroying men yep. and destroying the men's psyches yeah. and it's, it's great yeah. i mean they both look good in, in them in different ways it's mm-hmm. it's great girl power I, agree. I agreed i thought those were the two best outfits
1: all right who's the hottie of the app for you
0: as good as betty looked in the short shorts uh, I think it's vindictive, Joan. Mm. I really think vind. <laughs> yeah. Just Joan number one staying so silent, wearing that blue dress in the office when Roger came in, and mm-hmm. then just absolutely humiliating uh, Kinsey in front of his friends, and then just ask for cake. Ugh, it's just so hot. Does it look? I'm is sorry. it hot when I mean to? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sweet. That's why you're hot all the time, baby.
1: <laughs> what the fuck? What the
0: fuck? Oh, my lady's mean like lady. Get out
1: of here. I'm I don't like mean. it. I I'm like not it. mean all the time.
0: I like it though. No. What about you? Who's the hottest?
1: Not you right now.
0: Bye. <laughs> <laughs> so long. <laughs> Farewell. <No>,
1: Love <please> <laughs> you. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. 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 Goodbye um i picked helen we didn't have we didn't have that category back when she was on the show so i had to give her her due that fiery red hair and you know her cute little pants every time she looks pretty she's a killer Mm -hmm.
0: all right so season two episode 10 the inheritance is rated 8.0 Good for 79 out of 92.
1: kind of we're, back on the bottom a little bit again, huh?
0: Yeah, but it just shows you how good the show is.
1: Yeah. I think season two, though, overall is like one of the weaker seasons. So. I
0: think that we'll talk about... We'll, we're going to have to power rank the seasons for sure at the ends. mm mm-hmm. yeah, That'll be its own ep. But I agree. Yeah. I think this season's been weird, but we're about to come into an all-time great three-episode
1: run yeah. here. So, yes. we
0: all know it's coming. We're going to California, California in the 60s. Who doesn't want to go to California in the 60s? It's going to be the greatest thing of all time.
1: We got more bouncing in California than all y'all's going <laughs> Alright,
0: where do you rank this in your power rankings?
1: I put it, I'll just read, 9, 7, 5, 10, this one, 8, 6, 4, 3, 1, 2. Um, I still have a lot of affection for the new girl. And obviously the last episode we just watched was very good. The gold violin, too, is like a lot of good character work. But um, this one had a lot of depth as well with the family stuff with Betty and with Pete. Kind of heavier, kind of dense. And yeah. Towards the towards the middle But, you know, it's because it has so much in it. It's a little on the higher end of the center. What about
0: you? Uh, I'm going to put this at number two. Two? Yeah. All right. I think that we get these weird linkage episodes in Mad Men. And it's so easy to, like, throw them away just because, like, yeah, okay. We're getting to, especially that we've all watched the show before. That's the thing. It's like so. We're getting to the California trip, right. which is gonna be insane. Yeah, but at the same time, there's so much building here, and I love when these episodes are like non-Don centric. Mm-hmm. And forgive yeah. me to say that, like, you could divorce me for saying that. I feel like, like, when Don's not the main part of the no, show, we still got when him
1: in a t-shirt and the big old sex Don on dick. Floor, yeah, yeah. so that's fine.
0: When the big old Don dick's not front and center. <laughs> yes. Yeah, just... uh, yeah, but I love these. Pete and Betty like parallel episodes, and I Mm -hmm. feel like this is some of January's best work so far. Yeah. And then Pete's just living his life, just blind. At the end of the episode, just blind flying. I. It's crazy. The the there are parallels here, and we'll keep going into those. But I liked this episode a lot. Yeah. It's not six months leave. It's not like the absolute banger that is like let's go to a speakeasy and. Illegally gamble with
1: punch someone else with a heavyweight yeah.
0: champion of the world, but uh, it's still a fun app, and it it's a perfect link to what this season builds to.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely.
0: And there we are. All righty,
1: we're Oof. getting close to the end here. Season
0: two. Oh my goodness. Yes.
1: Now, but yeah, like you said, it's just like straight bangers till the end of the season now.
0: Right now, we go into maybe the hottest streak in TV history. From the end of this season until season, until the moon landing, I would say, wow. almost. That's like yeah. half the show. Right. That's how <laughs> good this show gets. I think we're past the preface, and now we're into like the greatness of Mad Men. Yeah. I
1: yeah, think. it definitely is. I
0: think six months leave was the start, and now it's never going to end. Like a rocket. <laughs> it is
1: launched, baby.
0: Midnight Society. Are you afraid of the dark? <laughs> Things are going to get weird.
1: Dun, 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 dun.
0: Thank you, I like us. Dun, 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 dun. That banger, yeah. Thank you guys for dealing with this shit show I would, of a show. I would
1: stop listening if I were you.
0: <laughs> um, don't say that. But <laughs> like was... us, recommend us, and we will see you next week when we have a Bizarro episode. Yeah. One of the first twilight zone episodes of the show i would yeah. say oh i can't With our
1: dear dear friend yes
0: a dear friend <laughs> for sure
1: all right ciao
0: thank you love you guys bye